welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Weir. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we help to build a theology of self-care, caring for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. Welcome to episode 19. Today on the podcast, I have Turner Wilkes. Turner is, uh, I guess in his best words, a nature nerd, a bird nerd sometimes. Turner is someone who loves to be out in nature. He describes it in this episode as worship, but I'm going to let you him tell you that himself as we go along this episode and what uh, he experiences in that time. Turner joins us as an opportunity to really slow down a little bit and look at this uh, 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 manner of reflection in God's creation as a form of self-care. And so we hear from Turner today. We hear about how he has this busy and tumultuous life around him, working with kids and working in the church and all the things that he does, but he takes this time to uh, recess himself away and go into nature and just spend time there. So let's jump into Turner's story. Let's hear where he goes and let's develop this understanding of, of what it means to spend time in God's creation. All right, so we are joined today with Turner Wilkes. Turner, how are you doing today? Oh, we're doing great. Oh, man, that's awesome to hear. So uh, let's start off as we always do with our podcast guests. Let's hear, uh, Turner, who are you, where are you from, and how are you active? Uh, I am Turner Wilkes. I am from the Chesterfield, Virginia area. Uh, man, I am active as much as I can in mostly kayaking and being out in nature, hiking, if I can't get out kayaking, uh, but mostly with the, with the camera and doing photography and just enjoying nature. Camera and dog in tow. And, and dog in tow. And dog in tow. Um, Turner takes some of the most beautiful nature pictures I think I see on Instagram. Um, he is just always out doing anything and everything, getting getting some great shots. So Turner, uh, we love to hear the how, but we also love to dive into the why. So what is your why? Why are you active? Why am I active? Uh, and, and I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, you know, I, I work full-time job Monday through Fridays, and then I'm also employed by the church. Uh, and part of why I'm active is because when I am at church, when I am in service, working during the services, it is not like worship for me. It's, it is more like work. And so I use that time in nature. I use that time out there uh, in the, the silence of just the, the nature around me as my worship. That is where I find my faith. And I think for a lot of us, that may be something, especially for our clergy crowd, but even more so for laity who have heavy involvement in either planning or execution of worship, that there's that feeling in which, okay, when am I allowed to worship? Um, and almost giving ourselves that permission of doing it. And I think for all of us, we find our own little ways to do that. And so you've kind of carved out this little niche of, and, and we've had conversations in the past of just how much you're out in nature. Um, and so Turner lives, uh, as he said, in Chesterfield County, um, but he also lives really close to one of uh, one of the probably the best state parks that we have in Virginia. I, I may be a little biased considering I used to spend a lot of time there. Um, and so it's not unheard of for, you know, you to see Turner on the live stream at his church and then that afternoon see a bunch of pictures pop up on Instagram of him at Pocahontas State Park. Uh, and I appreciate your naming of the way, okay, I led worship at church, and now this is my opportunity to worship. And so so what? Let, let's go back in time to maybe uh, the youth-filled Turner, uh, the younger Turner. And, and I mean, you're still filled with a lot of youth, as I, I see. I was about to say, I'm about to take offense by that, because no, 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 I, no, no, I okay. am still youthful here. Well, 
Okay, we'll call you the we'll call it the younger Turner. Um, younger Turner. When when you were growing up, and and where did this uh, love of nature really come from? Uh so I grew up just outside of Roanoke in Franklin County, and uh, so it was a lot of nature out there. We had a small little farm that had some cows and a couple of horses and that sort of thing. Nothing huge, and it was nothing that made money, uh, but we were always out there. Um, one of them that really, one of the things that really fostered my love for nature and kayaking and hiking was, uh, from, from kindergarten on, I was active and a member of the boy scout troop. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, we had a huge, a troop that was really big on all of those activities, the hiking, the, the camping and the, the canoeing and just fell in love with it. Uh, you know, we, as kids, we, me and my brothers, we had to do soccer and some other sports and I enjoyed it. But one of the things I've found from a lot of sports is I'm not an aggressive person. <laughs> I'm not the person that's going to go and attack the ball or whatever, uh, which has been fun to find out because uh, over the last couple of years, our, our church now uh, had a volleyball team and a softball team, which I was on, but, but I am still not an aggressive person. And, uh, I, the, the lady that is in charge of our, our volleyball team always gets on me because if somebody else is closer to the ball, I'm not going to attack it. I'm going to let them go. I'm going to expect and, and think somebody else is going to do it. So this is my, my exercise. This is my getting out there and, and just enjoying nature. Uh, I'm, you know, I enjoy the peace of it. I enjoy the noises. It's a, it's a full sensory experience for me. Um, and, and like I said, it all started from, from just playing out on the farm and being out there. And, and what a great sort of testament to the nature of this theology of self-care that we're trying to build in this podcast, because I think most of us get into that mindset of we think of activity and, and we do go straight to, you know, some of the conversations we've already had with people, whether it's running or swimming or biking or strength training. And it really is this nature of, you know, active faith, a theology of self-care is doing what feels best for you. And in your nature of being active and naming it at the top of saying, no, I'm active by getting out in my kayak and, you know, loading, loading up the dog, clipping the camera onto my life jacket, and then just going out and taking pictures and almost communing with nature, communing with God, um, and communing with yourself in that time so as to care for yourself. Uh, and to name, like, okay, yeah, you know, sports, I'll do it. Like, you still play volleyball and softball with the church. Uh, probably, I'm guessing, for fellowship. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, in that fellowship sense. but also wanting other ways that you can care for yourself in that. And so you need that time to be active in your own way. Uh, and to think about that idea of nature and nurture, you know, caring for yourself out in nature. Um, and so from the time you were a kid uh, to now, it's been about, okay, moving away, finding a place where you can seclude yourself i'm sure you come across people all the time <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you cannot avoid people no uh, um and and the other factor of it is is the silence um it you know my my weekday job is working with with kids elementary schoolers and uh it's not quiet with them and i love it they're great but but with with kids it's not quiet and so part of it is just finding a way to get away from the noise. And not all of that is, you know, physical noise. Some of that's just mental noise. And so getting out there is, is another way of me escaping the noise so that I can center myself. And it plays into that role of, you know, you don't necessarily find yourself wanting to do, you know, the competitive things, but you want to find a way to take care of yourself. Um, oh, absolutely. So, so, so what does that, what does that look like for you? Like, take us, take us on a Turner journey, um, <laughs> Turner journey. a Turner journey. And, uh, 
and and what does that time away look like for you? How are you treating that time? What are some things that you're doing? Where does your mind go? What do you think about? You know, let's 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 uh, kayak down the river. Uh, you want me to take you on worship with me here? There you go. Um, yeah. So as as you mentioned, like I am not far from Pocahontas, and in fact, if I need to, uh, you know, from from the house to to getting to Pocahontas, I can load up and be there in twenty minutes and be in the water in 20 minutes, which is nice having that. Uh, and, and it is the one of the places I do frequent. I try hitting other places, but it is one that I, I am fond of. I used to work out there. And so I have a connection to it. Uh, but we get out there and usually I have Scout with me. Scout is my, uh, she just turned 10 this year, uh, 10 year old yellow lab. And she will not let me go without her. But we, we load up, I, I take my camera gear, and uh, as as Adam said, Andrew said, I had to have it strapped to my uh, vest, so it's always there on me. I don't have to hold it the whole time. I don't worry about it falling out. It's attached to me. But uh, we go out and we look for anything and everything. Uh, I've had some friends call me out saying that I am a a bird nerd. I am not a bird nerd. I'm a nature nerd. <laughs> I enjoy all aspects of nature. Yes, there are a lot of bird pictures that I end up taking, but uh, I, I appreciate it all. So I'm not looking for anything specific. When I'm going out there, I'm just looking for what comes to me. Uh, I've been really blessed and fortunate the last couple of times. Didn't see them this week, but the last couple of times I've been seeing some river otter and uh, just enjoying seeing nature interact with me. You know, we are both strangers to each other. and. And this isn't something that most of us don't get to see out in the wild. And it's amazing just to see how this world works around us. How these things are working without human involvement. And I love it. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I do love the birds and that sort of thing. I'm always looking at the birds because these guys are coming from miles upon miles away, especially right now, spring and fall you've got your migratories. And so you're seeing birds that have come and flown thousands of miles and happen into that one area where you are, which is an amazing thought, amazing thought in my mind. But generally when I go out, I am looking to get away from the crowd. So if I see people heading one direction, I'm probably heading the opposite direction. <laughs> uh, but we, I usually paddle out and just find some places just to sit and listen and hear what is around me. See if I can, you know, find a noise that I have not heard before. See if I can find some things hidden in there. Uh, We're in February right now and I'm already seeing some flowers, which is crazy to think, but uh, yeah, we've got flowers coming up and, this is all stuff that you have to find and see by opening your eyes and, and not just rushing through it. Uh, when I'm out there paddling, I'm not trying to hit this many miles. I'm not trying to reach an average speed. I'm just trying to find what's out there. And I hear a couple of things that I'd love to unpack in that. And the first of which is just this nature of silence right you you talk about you you go away from people and this is always something that that I've struggled with in fact it's it's something that I tend to avoid as someone who's a little bit more extroverted uh whenever we have district retreats our district superintendent always thinks it's a good idea oh we're going to have like 2 or 3 hours of silence and um I'm just like this is no I this this is not how you're going to get me to like calmly reflect about anything but uh, to, to name that nature that sometimes there are those moments in which silence can be contemplative, reflective, and also calming in a way that we can uh, offer that time of spiritual growth, that we can offer that time of just being and existing. Um, and so as you're out in nature and then you come from, you know, the silence or, I mean, even not even the silence, but but maybe the busyness of nature versus the busyness of our life, 
right? Because it's it's never silent. Um, no, no. But you have an opportunity to focus on different things. Um, what 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 happens in your mind as you're coming back into into this life? So you go from that busyness of nature now back into the busyness of life, and what's the sense of refreshment? What's the sense of care that has taken place that puts you in a better mind space coming back into life? I I mean, mentally, I can feel just a difference. Uh, You know, being out there and and having that time to myself, I feel more centered to where I'm I feel better about being around people after, <laughs> after being out there by myself. Cause I've had that moment and, and I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say approachable, but I'm a little bit more open to, to interaction and that sort of thing. Turner uh, is I an introvert not, and needs, I am an time. introvert. <laughs> I do not mind talking. I do not, I can be an extrovert, but I am totally an introvert. <laughs> I need that time. I am charged by being away from people. There you go. There you go. Um, and so, and that doesn't mean I don't like people, but where I get charged, where I get filled is being away in the silence. And, uh, so, but yeah, I mean, when I have not been out, I notice a little more edge in me, a little bit more, just, I don't want to call it hostility, but hostility, uh, of just, you know, not having that presence is what we'll say, uh, and not feeling that. And so, coming back into it even after i've been out for a couple minutes like i I feel better and i'm more apt to talk to people because like you said no no matter where you go there's people out there uh uh and so even as i'm out there i'm a little bit more calm and and open to talking to people and as we develop this theology of self-care, many of our listeners definitely have that headspace, right? Um, many of our listeners definitely uh, know and understand, identify themselves as introverted people. And I always try and stay away from the fact that, you know, it's not that introverts don't like people. It's just that they need that time away from people. They need that time of just... Uh, to themselves to, to recharge their own batteries. You know, as, as extroverts, we get recharged by being around people, by talking to people, by, by all of this stuff. And so it, it's remind ourselves that when we identify in, in one of those two ways, it's, it's how we recharge ourselves and how we find that nature. Um, and so as we're building this theology of self-care, it comes in that identity of, you know, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Do, you know, and then even if you're going to name that, you know, not all extroverts are like, I, I just always want to be around insane crowds of people. Maybe it's the, the, the numbers or types of people, but knowing yourself becomes a part of that. Um, and, and to kind of clear up, like I, I will take some quiet time. It just only tends to be in like 10, 15 minute increments. <laughs> I was about to say when you're, when you're sleeping, when I'm sleeping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but to, but to know yourself and to have that sense of self-awareness that leads you to say, okay, I need, um, you know, 30, 45 minutes to go and just hop in the kayak. I'm sure for you, it probably is a little bit longer sometimes. Yeah, no, I I've got to have a, and that's part of the problem is I can't justify going out for 13, 15 minutes. It's gotta be an hour, two hours. Uh, when I can, I've been out there three, four, five, six hours, but uh, it's not not something I can do quickly. Yeah, and I get a lot of people that are misled because if they don't know me well enough, but they they follow me on some of the stuff, uh, they they sit there and think that all I do is go out and take nature pictures, and that's all I do with my day. I have maybe that one two hours a week that I'm out there. I just take a heck of a lot of pictures and uh, snap. You know, within those two hours, I'm taking a thousand some pictures, and so I am using that time within the week. Every day when I'm posting up these pictures, that is actually also therapeutic for me of remembering my time of solace, remembering that time of peace and the amazing encounters. And so reflecting on that helps me throughout the week as well. Yeah. It, it feeds you not just that day. And I mean, again, 
like we name that nature of worship, right? Because we all, in some way, shape, or form, worship at some point in time, and many of us only worship once a week. Um, some, you know, the average Christian actually only probably worships once a month. I was about to um, say, yeah. And and we expect that to feed us until we get there the next time. Uh, and so, you know, maybe while maybe once a month probably isn't enough, um, but to consider it once a week, you know, what are those things that you're taking from worship that are helping to feed you throughout the week to remind and hearken yourself to the spiritual feeding that you had in worship? Um, I mean, what a great, what a great imagery <laughs> that is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look at your Instagram feed a little bit different now. <laughs> I mean, and like I said, it's just about every one of them. I can sit there and think of the exact moment and exactly what was happening when I took the picture. And so it is just a reflection throughout my week of, oh man, that was a great time. I remember that. I remember that. Oh man, and so it it does help me throughout my week of reflecting on on the time I did worship. Yeah. Uh, and you can probably contest to this just as well as I can. The amount of times I've felt spiritual presence inside of a church, far less than I've felt it outside. And, and uh, to name, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. And that's, that is what church is designed for. Church is not designed for us to have spiritual moments inside those walls. Church is designed for us to share and fellowship in those times that we've experienced it outside and mm -hmm. to commune with each other and share those experiences. But, you know, I find my worship out in the wild because that's where I am seeing that spiritual presence. And to connect that to this, this other kind of idea that I wanted to connect to is, um, finding God in creation, but it's not like we really need to often look that hard because <laughs> God is everywhere. Um, but maybe almost like communing with God through creation, through the act of creation, through experiencing creation. And I think that there's this way in nature when, at least when I look at your pictures or when I'm out, you know, um, around here, we spend time in the dismal swamp and and walking around and, and seeing you know, birds and, um, and, and bears. We, we haven't actually seen a bear, but they are apparently there, which they are there. Yeah. That is on my list. I've yet to get a picture of a wild bear. Uh, um, I've, I've hung out at the dismal swap and that is an amazing, amazing place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were running, I was running through it this last Saturday. Um, and, and it's just, it's always a beautiful place for me to go. Um, and it's, it's so isolated that even if I'm running some of like the, um, the, the Western ditches instead of the Eastern trail, the canal trail. So I, uh -huh. I will often, cause I live on the Suffolk side. And so I will go to yeah. the Suffolk sides and the trails that are not paved, but they're dirt paths and, and old ditches. And I mean, there is never anybody out there. So if I need, if I, if I want to run alone, I will go on that side. Um, but that that might only happen. Also, it only happens like during the winter when all the yellow flies are hibernating. <laughs> um, we so we actually, uh, I mean, just story right here in the middle of the podcast. We drove uh, my wife and I. It was right after we moved down here to Suffolk, and we went uh, to the to the western side of the of uh, of the swamp. And we're going to walk some of the trails a little bit. Uh, could not even get out of our car because our car was swarmed, literally swarmed with yellow flies. Like we could not get out. It, you couldn't see the side view mirrors of the car. It was swarmed so bad. Um, so, you know, sometimes nature is not as forgiving as others. Oh, oh no, absolutely. Uh, but we did still find uh, some place that we could uh, walk outside uh so that we could have that time outdoors nothing better than some fresh air um anyways uh complete and total tangent of a of a or side note of a tangent there uh but i want to get back to that nature of finding god in creation or at least experiencing god in creation um and so when when you're going out into wherever you're going um, whether you're dropping your kayak in the water, whether you're going hiking on the trail, 
I can imagine you do so both expecting and not expecting to meet God. And I say expecting in that I think there's an acute awareness that we know that God is the creator of the of the universe. And so we know that God's hand has played a role in everything that we see. And yet we are still surprised and in awe when we encounter nature. Because it just to see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like you said, I mean, we we accept it. We know that that God has had his hand in in this process, but there's so many things out there that you'll encounter that and and it does not have to be something with a heartbeat. You know, uh one of them I always look forward to this time of year is some of the flowers. We've got some beautiful flowers that uh, here soon I should be getting some pictures of what's called a snowdrop. And, and they're one of the first ones to come up after winter and they're this beautiful white flower. But the only place I find them, at least in Pocahontas, there is a little isolated area off by itself that if you're not looking for it, if you're not paying attention, you're going to overlook it. And I think that's where I find myself a lot of times when I'm I'm looking for for the presence and looking for that spiritual intervention is a lot of times I get so bogged down and stuff that I'm not looking for it, that my eyes aren't open for it. But you have to make time for that. You have to slow yourself down and you have to to be observant. It's like you can't it's almost like you can't take advantage of creation. You know, I was uh, we were driving home, and one of the roads that we take home faces directly due west. And so, like, if you're driving home in the evening, the sun is just right in your eyes. Um, and and I was driving home, and the sun had kind of gone below the um, the the line, and we just had this beautiful, gorgeous sunset. And I just remember stopping at a stoplight and just my wife looks at me and she's like, gosh, look at those beautiful colors. And I looked at it for a second and I missed the light turning green and then I get a horn honking behind me. Um, and it's right. Like if we're not sometimes if we're not paying attention, if we're not looking in the right ways, we can almost miss something that otherwise would be missed. And yet we can take an opportunity to see it and to to consider it you know an opportunity to worship like to praise god like thank you god for this this beautiful sight um or just as an opportunity to breathe um and and to take it in and you know how often do we miss that because we haven't taken that moment to care for ourselves to stop and to pause and so i think this conversation moves us in a direction of saying you know even the most extroverted people I will say like we need to stop we need to pause and yeah we do that in our own ways right we do that in our own ways by balancing the way in which we you know are around people and stuff like that but it doesn't it doesn't negate the nature of how often are we stopping to truly worship and I think your story really raises that up for us of saying you know, whether we're in the church or not, we need worship. We need to connect. We need to commune. And sometimes it means to stop so that we can Absolutely. notice what God's doing. Yeah. And, you know, my Sundays, uh, yeah, we have two worship services that I'm there for. So I'm in two worship sun services every Sunday, about four hours total there. And then my youth, I'm also the youth leader there. And my youth kids meet on Sunday evenings. Uh, and so on a Sunday, I'm there for seven hours. I've got plenty of like formal church worship, but when I'm in that space, when I am there, uh, you know, when I'm thinking about our contemporary worship where I'm the worship leader, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, what do I have to do? What do I need to fix on the soundboard? What do I need to check on the live stream? Uh, we've got people that are talking to us through the live stream in the middle of the service. I'm responding to that. So my mind, while it is there, it's not worshiping. There is a question in general whether my mind is there at all. But uh, no, when I'm there, it is <laughs> it's it's present. But I am I am focusing on this aspect, this aspect, and this change, and this. And so, 
I can't worship in that time. I need that time where I am allowed to step back. I am allowed to sit and just be present, but not be tied up with anything. Well, you're ex- expected, I guess, maybe the right word, to, to be a part of the leadership of worship. And I think that there's probably a lot of listeners who empathize with that and understand that. You know, I, uh, I mean, I tell people, I said, um, virtual church has been the best thing for me because I can sit back and, and I can worship and I can worship with friends who I don't get to worship with otherwise. And so, you know, I have gone back and watched some of the worship services for Trinity in Chester, uh, um, Chesterfield Courthouse area where Turner works. I've uh, watched worship with some of my friends at Boulevard United Methodist Church in Richmond. Um, and I mean, I live in Suffolk um, because I need that moment to worship. I need that moment to sing songs, to reflect, to to hear someone, you know, preach, to to take that in, to have my own opportunity to praise and worship God. And, and you know, that's how I worship. And, and to name and look, you know, for Turner, it is getting out in nature, you know, on the water, hiking through the woods and stuff like that to name that we need that point to encounter what is going to help to fill us and that that's a part of self-care, right? It's not just, and and self-care isn't, isn't even always like, it's, it's not that physical activity sometimes, but it's not, you know, going to therapy all the time. It's not, uh, you know, having a Sabbath where you might be able to like take a nap or go to sleep, but Part of self-care is worship, and part of self-care is naming how we worship. Um, and for you, your worship aligns so well with this nature of, you know, an active lifestyle that, may, that we talk about here on Active Faith. Um, and so as we kind of bring those two models together, and not to say that I always think I have to interview people who have an active lifestyle, because um, I do care a lot more about the self-care, uh, but it's nice how it aligns. <laughs> yeah, I will say, and, and just to, to go back a little bit, the, uh, you know, the event where you and I first met, uh, we, we've, yeah, I think I knew of you. I had heard of you, uh, heard your name, but you and I formally met at a wedding Yeah, uh, of a mutual friend of ours. I was in the wedding and I had kind of committed that year that I was going to shed some weight. And so that year I was extremely active. Uh, I, you know, starting out that year, I decided that I was going to run, uh, every other day. I was doing a lot of things and, uh, I think that was probably one of the miserable, most miserable years of my life. Uh, I, and I'm going to call you guys, you runners out. Um, I, cause I had a bunch of runner friends that while I was doing it and I did it for, I did it from January to June. Uh, I did it all the way until I took my youth kids on a mission trip. And then after that trip, my body just completely died uh, and and just was exhausted. And so after that point, I, I had stopped, but I did it consistently for six months. And all of my runner friends were like, oh, you get to where your body craves it. You get to where you got to have it. And your body, that adrenaline never happened for me. I call y'all's bluff. That is baloney. <laughs> Uh, and so I never got that adrenaline. I never got to where I never once felt like I wanted to go running. I'm going to start by saying I hate COVID. Strongly dislike COVID. I haven't minded the quarantine. Yeah. Because it has gotten me out more. Uh, there was a hot minute in early quarantine where everybody else was out more. And uh, opposite of my camera on my life jacket, I have a, a dive knife and I was tempted to pop some of those inflatable kayaks that were in, interfering with my worship. <laughs> but I, you know, quarantine has actually, you know, gotten me out more and I was already out a lot as is, but it, it, it helped me remember the importance of getting out there and, and fed me even more than I usually do. And and again, this is where that nature of, you know, we do what makes us comfortable. We do what makes us happy. Um, and and I, I don't think you gave running like a completely fair shot. Like, I mean, you went into it with the mindset that you didn't enjoy. I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
I no, I, I, I mean, fair enough. I've <laughs> never enjoyed running. <laughs> um, but it, you know, I wish I, I mean, I do wish that there may have been someone that could have come to you and been like, oh yeah, you don't enjoy running. You know, maybe you do stop. Right. And I mean, I think that we can all get very much in our mindsets of saying like, oh, it's it's so great. Like, it's so fun. And I mean, I've gotten it before, even with my running journey of like, oh, you need to do a marathon. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, Twenty six point two miles, three, three and a half hours with myself. That does not sound like a fun time. Um, but, you know, in finding your niche and finding that thing that fed you. um you know, I mean, again, like you also discovered more about yourself, like you discovered like, hey, I don't like running. Um, How can I be physically active? What can I do? What's going to feed me so that I feel better, both about myself and about my self care at the end of the day. And so so what am I doing? Um, and, And then I love just, you know, as as we enter that time of quarantine, you know, what's gonna be the way that you care for yourself. I know I was guilty of as soon as quarantine happened, I'm pretty sure like, aside from coming down to Hampton Roads to house shop, we were at Pocahontas like every other day. Um, But again, everybody else, but again, well, right, like Turner, we only lived about 10 or 15 minutes from Pocahontas. So um a lot of those trails were a lot of like my running trails that I would run on. Um, I was not in an inflatable kayak. We tended to stick with the trails, um, primarily because I had two small ones who were walking. Um, but but yeah, and and to name that, that's a way in nature in which we've found to be able to care for ourselves. And I think that the pandemic made us acutely aware of when indoor spaces became unsafe for variety of different reasons, we then had to reimagine what time together looked like. And I mean, we did it in the church too. Like my church worshiped outdoors for a long time um, because it was safer. Um, We would worship on our front lawn and that was the nature in which we could express. And, you know, we saw some beautiful sunrises. We um, in- enjoyed some time communing with fresh air and things that we often forget, right? And again, it's that moment and opportunity of meeting and experiencing God where God has done so much work that humans have played zero role in, right? I mean, we can say that like, you know, God built buildings, right? Through, through the hands of the people who have done this great and amazing work, like God has built buildings. Um, but humans have played absolutely no role in, in the trees at Pocahontas State Park. Yeah, and, and that is one of, uh, one of my secret favorite things is finding, I call it industrial decay. Yeah. But yeah, the times you find where humans were out there and nature just overtook it. Yeah, now God has uh, taken control. Now God has taken control. You know, things are on their own. Things are overgrown and taking over the human involvement. And that's what I, you know, that's how I want God to be in my life. Yeah. I want God to overtake the the human involvement that has, you know, made me where I am and got me to whatever point of state of mind I'm in. And I want God to kind of just overgrow that and, and take it over. And to think that that's how God just... Like if humans would just get out of the way. All this amazing and beautiful stuff that God does without without our involvement at all. Yeah, I mean, Tell me that wouldn't make council meetings a lot easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to go from there because I just, we just friends, we just got preached to. Turner brought us a, 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 a great and awesome message here on this um and so uh before we move ourselves into end of podcast questions um you know recently just based on whoever's on sometimes i just have little questions that i want to hear um so i want to hear uh for, for our virginia listeners and i think we're expanding out a little bit so it's not just virginia um, but for both our virginia and our you know national listeners who may come and visit virginia um Let's hear your favorite Virginia State Park that you like to go visit. Um, 
We know that Pocahontas probably ranks up there. Pocahontas um, ranks up there. Yeah. Uh, one of the selling points I'll give on that is it is the largest. It's over yes. 9,000 acres. Whew. It is a huge chunk of land. Uh, so it is a beautiful one to, to get lost in. And it's an easy one to get lost in so much. So I get a lot of friends that call me up and say, hey, where am I? Uh, and, and we have to navigate them back sometimes. But uh, yeah, Pocahontas would be on there. Uh, another one I will hit quite often, uh, Westmoreland uh, is Ooh. a beautiful one up. It's up on the uh, Potomac River up in Westmoreland County. Uh, and especially if you got little kids, uh, if you've got a family, uh, they've got the little beach there where you can collect shark teeth and find all sorts of stuff. And it's a treasure treasure of just what you can find in there. There's some really cool things there. Oh, man. We did an overnight camping trip at Westmoreland um, on Labor Day. So we went up there Sunday after we got out of church and then stayed up over Labor Day before my son started school this last year. And they loved the Fossil Beach. Um, oh yeah it's that cool. uh, that's a great one that i that i love and there's there's a lot of them i haven't hit i've heard a lot of good things about them uh of the ones i have hit uh douthat state park if you've never been to douthat that is a very cool one uh it's really cool for your history buffs and your fishermen if you're a fisherman uh, another form of outdoors uh you know just finding your outdoor space but uh douthat is a lovely park it is it was the first state park and so what I like about it is you can walk through and see the history of, of how those cabins were built because that was the first one, this first state park in actually the country. If I'm remembering right, uh, Virginia's state parks was the first one. And we use that model for all the other ones in the uh, new deal with FDR. So nice. Uh, Douthat is definitely one to check out. Douthat. I'm going to tag all three of those in the podcast notes for you all. Uh, so that you can check those out. What about national? You you, you get to many national parks? Uh, I do not get to many national parks. And, and that's that's on me. Uh, I would love. <laughs> and and this is part of the other the piece of the problem is, yeah. you know, I work Monday through Friday. And then I'm also technically working on Sundays. So uh, my time away is is Saturdays. Yep. And and sometimes I even have to actually work extra hard trying to make sure I'm not working Friday evenings. And, and so uh, most of what I'm doing is quick trips local uh, or as quick as I can get it. But sometimes I do find a chance to break away and go camping, but uh, some of the Nash ones I've not been able to hit so far. Yeah. Well, um, great dismal swamp right down here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is one I will go to. There we go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I'll go kayak. Yeah. I'll just scout and I will paddle out there. And that is, if you really want to feel small in a good way, that is a great place to feel small in a good way. You get out there and see that, uh, the Lake Drummond there and you just feel small and in place with everything else. Uh, yeah, the, those cypresses, the bald cypresses out there on the lake. Oh man. And to name friends, like if you're looking for places, you know, the state and national parks, these are some of the best ways that you can do it. You know, a lot of uh, state and national parks have deals where you can get like a yearly pass and stuff like that. And so these are great opportunities for you to get out in nature that, you know, not just our national government, but our state governments have have really quartered off for us to be able to have these opportunities to experience nature. So Turner, let's jump into these end of podcast questions as we wrap up our time here today. You know, what is something you have done that makes you feel accomplished? Ooh, and I want to point out, yeah, we've already expressed that I am an introvert. And so this is one of my least favorite topics, which is me. Uh, <laughs> I don't like talking about me, but uh, something that makes me feel accomplished, man. Uh, I mean, I could say a number of things. There's, you know, I am a, a jack of many trades, uh, and and so I'll, you know, do photography. I do some painting. Uh, I, I play some music. I play guitar, sing. Those things, even though I'm doing those more than anything else, probably those aren't where I feel the most accomplishment. Uh, as I said, I work with with elementary schoolers, and I think where I feel the most accomplishment is. Uh, running into some of those guys later on in life uh, after they've stopped being with me on a daily basis and hearing them say and express their appreciation. 
uh, you know, I've been working in education since 2004, uh, doing some form of education. And I think, think one of them that really hit me the most was I was actually out kayaking at Pocahontas and came across a parent that I'd not seen in eight years. And they said, you know, Hey, we just wanted to let you know that because of, of your involvement with our kid, they are now actually pursuing uh, environmental education because you fostered that passion and, and you helped them discover it. And so hearing stuff like that, that is where I feel the most accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, what is an upcoming goal you have? Any kind of goal? Any kind of goal? Oh, man. Uh, as we're hopefully making our way toward normalcy, uh, I, I do want to carve a little more time for myself. Uh, you know, I was a fortunate one in all of this because I never actually stopped worshiping in church, you know, uh, because of my involvement, we, we were live streaming before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we just kept on with the live stream and, uh, you know, I never stopped going to church because I was there doing the live stream services throughout the entire time. Uh, so I, I would say taking some more me time, getting to see some of those national parks, getting out there and seeing some other places that I have not carved that time for myself yet. And uh, uh, that is, is something I do have ambitions to. And I've always got a list of, of things I want to get pictures of. Yeah, like I said, I've never gotten a wild bear. There you uh, go. I I, I want to get out there and find some of those things that I don't always, you know, get a chance to here in Chesterfield. There are bear out here, but not too many of them strolling right through the you know downtown Chesterfield area. Well, you can come down here and see them all the time. Hi. Who do you go to when life gets tough? Aside from God. Aside <laughs> from God, man. Uh, uh, I've got a. a number of people in my life that are great about not as much giving advice as just having open and open ears and open hearts. And, uh, I've got a lot of, you know, I've got a small group that I participate in, uh, once a week and I've got people that I have, you know, connected with at Trinity, uh, that, that I've gotten to befriend over the last couple of years and having those people that are willing to listen to me vent helps me more than anything else. Uh, they don't even have to give me a response, give me an answer or any comment. It's just letting me get something off of my chest. And so those people that are willing to listen, and I think that's what one thing that the world needs a lot more of right now is people that are willing to listen instead of talk and attack. And then aside from physical activity, what are some other ways that you practice self-care? Uh, like I said, uh, the, the art. Uh, I mean, I enjoy, I've gotten into watercolor and, and painting. And again, kind of like the pictures that I'm putting up throughout the week. It helps me reflect on, on the lovely stuff that, you know, I'm seeing out there and focus on the details of it not just, oh, hey, there's the picture. It's focusing on this aspect and this little piece of it. Man, that is great uh, to hear. Love. I mean, yeah, we always have to find so many ways to care for ourselves, no matter where we are in life. And so I, I, I love that question because it brings out a lot of those things. And it's interesting to see, to hear how yours kind of, like they, they go together, right? Yours got to go together where oh, yeah, your yeah. physical activity almost meets that like artistic idea that you bring in. Um, so Turner, thank you so much for coming on. It's been oh, great having, having you. Uh, we'll make sure we put uh, uh, Turner's social media in the podcast notes. That way y'all can see some of these beautiful pictures, all these awesome places that he goes. So Turner, you have a good day. You too, man. Thank you.
Yes. Oh, wow. You know, I know I talk to a lot of runners on this podcast, but sometimes it's nice to to change it up, to find some other form of activity because we don't all move in the same way. You heard for Turner that for him, sports just never clicked with him. Running never clicked with him. But when he is out in his kayak, when he is on the river, when he is in nature, hiking or kayaking, that that is his form of active lifestyle that helps him to feel at one, to care for himself. And as you heard, like I told you at the top, and like Turner told you and explored for us during this episode, it's how he worships. And I think if we're going to take something away from this episode, worship is so important for us as we connect with our faith and as we connect with ourselves, because worship is going to be something that fills us. It's going to help fill us and fuel us as we go out into the world to serve others, which is the point of our faith, right? We love ourselves so that we can know how to love others. And so I invite you to take that opportunity, find those places where you can offer yourself a moment of worship, whether that is in a regular worship service at a church building or someplace else, or whether you take that opportunity to commune with nature and God's creation, like Turner, find those places. And it doesn't have to be on the run. I try and tell you all this. I know I'm a runner. I'm sorry. I get a lot of runners on here. I know it kind of makes things difficult sometimes, but I do like to highlight these other stories because we don't all move in the same way. And even though we can learn stuff from runners, we can learn stuff from people of all walks of life. So I hope that you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Turner. Like I said, I will tag Turner's Instagram uh, handle so that you all can see some of these beautiful pictures that he takes, but I'm also going to tag some of the parks that he talked about, as well as if you are in Virginia, I will tag the Virginia Park Service. I'm also going to tag the National Park Service, even for those of you who may not be down here in Virginia, uh, where I am located, but so that you all can see some of these great and amazing places where you can get out, where you can get in God's creation, and you can experience all that God has given to us. And so I invite you to take those opportunities. Check out those show notes. Join us on the Active Faith community on Facebook. That is a community of us who are gathering together for conversation. It's not like these pages that I have on Facebook and YouTube, but this is a community, a group on Facebook where we can all collectively come together. You can share your wins, share what you're struggling with. We can be real in this community and have conversation around this active lifestyle, around this theology of self-care. I also want you to go to those pages. Make sure you like and follow those pages and make sure you like and follow and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform or head on over to activefaithpod.com and check us out there. If you're feeling really generous, friends, I would love if you would head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating or review for this podcast. It helps others see just how much you are enjoying this podcast. And if you leave a rating review, as I always say, I will read them here in the outro of the next podcast. And please, please, I'm not asking for money. Hopefully I'm asking for just some small things. Just take a moment and an opportunity to share this podcast with others so that they can see the pod, so that they can know and understand all of this work of self-care that we are doing. If you share it on Facebook or Instagram and you tag the podcast at Active Faith Pod on Facebook or Instagram, I will give you a shout out. So please go over there, share it with a friend, invite them to listen. And now may God bless each of us and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.